0: This is 99% Invisible. I'm Roman Mars. U.S. paper currency is so ubiquitous that to really look at its graphic design with fresh eyes requires deliberate and focused attention. So pull out a greenback from your wallet, or look at a picture online if you're in another country, and just really take it in. All the fonts, the busy filigree, the micro-patterns. It's just dreadful.
1: From a pure designer's point of view, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, that's tough because it is a little bit subjective, but- um,
0: But um, it's horrible. There's like eight fonts on this thing.
1: Typographically, graphically, symbolically. If it had never been designed before and someone was to submit that as a solution, I think they would just sort of throw it out.
0: And I don't want to get too critical at this point because there are actually pretty compelling and understandable reasons for its particular brand of horribleness. But I think the primary tension embodied in the design of the greenback boils down to how my friend Tom Nelson at the blog Humans in Design puts it.
2: When I handle American money, it feels like an artifact because it's so ornate and it has an old look to it.
0: Even though paper currency itself, just the idea of money is a massive, world-changing technology, the look and feel of U.S. paper money is very stagnant. It seems like a relic from when our country was founded.
1: Would you buy a car that still looked like the Model T Ford? No, you buy the latest model of it. Things evolve and change with time.
0: That's Richard Smith. He runs a contest called the Dollar Redesign Project.
1: It's become a classic like classics do through time and through usage and through familiarity. So its awkwardness from a design point of view has kind of been superseded by its symbolicness.
0: So if you were to start from scratch and redesign U.S. paper money, Smith says there are five major areas where we could improve. Number one is color.
1: The idea of using one color doesn't really tell you much other than that we like the color green.
0: Our largely monochromatic money kind of baffles me. We've introduced a purple five and some peachy hues, but there are a lot of colors, and most countries use at least some of
1: them. Number two is size. Why is the American currency all one size? It's always been a question mark in my head and just never really made sense practically and philosophically.
0: Having variable-sized coins certainly helps us sort them, and you could use the same principle for bills, which leads us to point number three in Smith's manifesto. Functionality.
1: Some functionality that enables people, if they can't see, to clearly distinguish on a very sort of fundamental level which note is which.
0: The fact that there's no easy way for the blind to use our currency goes beyond bad design, and it's actually immoral.
1: Then the next fundamental thing I thought was composition. That's number four. Meaning, like, what is it made from? This is a, is a little sort of uh, conceptual into, like, where this could go, but, you know, it just seems that a product designer could come in and sort of come up with something really interesting.
0: Recycled material with a smaller carbon footprint or more durable synthetics that last longer. And at the very heart of the Dollar Redesign project is number five. Symbolism.
1: Who should go on the bills and why? And You know, why are the founding fathers the be all and end all of everything that is America? And I think for me, that's the one of the biggest issues. If we were to change anything, I would say that was that would be where I would start. It could be a platform to celebrate everything that is unique, special, different that you didn't know about America.
0: And that's the suggestion that can get a British expat on his way to American citizenship like Richard Smith. Some colorful hate mail. But it's an intriguing list nonetheless, even if you just view the five suggestions as a philosophical exercise to assess the current design for all of its strengths and faults. It's hard to imagine all those things being modified on U.S. currency, but it's not hard to imagine each of them being implemented somewhere. In fact, most of them are implemented everywhere. Case in point, Australia. On the other side of the world, each and every one of these five issues have coincidentally been addressed.
3: Let me introduce a masterpiece of Australian design and technology. Australia's new $5 plastic note. I'm really proud of our money. I I have absolutely no idea why I'm so proud of it, but I really am.
0: That's Tristan Cook. And you're about to hear why he's so proud. Tristan and Tom Nelson, who you heard from briefly at the top of the show, are user-centered designers and they run a blog that I'm a big fan of called Humans in Design. Tristan is Australian, Tom is American. But Tom went to school in Australia for a couple years and the money there made a big impression on him.
2: The money is plastic. And they're all different sizes and they're colorful.
0: At first, these changes were disconcerting.
2: It all just looked like toy money to me.
0: But after Tom's initial shock, he began to appreciate all the different design characteristics of Australian currency. First is the color.
2: $5 is sort of a lavender. $10 is blue with a little bit of a green stripe in it. 20 is...
3: When you look at the, the ways that you can tell the differences between things, generally it's called coding. That's a very simple human factors term for it. And you code through things like size, shape, feel, and color. So in Australian money, we have ours coded primarily by color.
2: Which in some ways is a better index because it doesn't require knowledge of who's on the bill. It only requires recognition of a color
0: or an association with a pineapple or a lobster
2: it's not very common just yet but we call our
3: notes um, colloquial names by their colors and my two personal favorites are calling the 20 dollar note which is sort of an orange color calling it a lobster and calling the 50 dollar note which is a sort of a, a green and yellow color and calling it a piney which is short
2: for a pineapple
0: it's all about the pineys Number two, size.
2: The bills are also different sizes as well, so they feel different in your hand. Sometimes when I've got a
3: bit of cash in my pocket, I can tell the difference between a $5 note and a $20 note
2: because of the feel. I would say that it's about a centimeter difference between each denomination, which between a 5 and a 10 isn't that big, but between a 5 and a 50 is very big. So you get like four centimeters difference.
0: Both number 1 and 2 relate to the third issue raised by Richard Smith, and that's functionality.
2: You can see whether you've got a 5, a 10, a 20, or a 50 from the top of your wallet.
0: Because of the color and size differences. Number 4
3: composition. It's a
2: thin sheet of plastic.
0: The polymer notes were developed primarily to combat counterfeiting.
3: Feels like plastic that you can fold and scrunch up.
2: You can actually um, put it through the washing machine and it'll be fine. If you drop a note on the floor of a men's room, you don't really feel bad about picking it up and putting it under the faucet before you put it back in your pocket. These plastic notes cost more, but they last longer.
0: They tend to last four times longer than fibrous paper notes.
2: So you get notes
3: in Australia that are 20 years old and they pretty much just look the same.
0: What Australia chooses to put on its currency is more in keeping with what Richard Smith of the Dollar Redesign Project would like to see. It's much more inclusive than founding fathers and monuments. But it's hard to tell if these symbols are conveying much of anything to everyday Australians.
2: They don't put statesmen on, on money frequently. There are artists and poets and, uh, I think... Uh, there are some Aboriginal leaders. If there's another thing, too. You could not put Prime Ministers on, on our money. We don't have the reverence for Prime Ministers in Australia. But most Australians couldn't name the people that are on their money.
3: I have absolutely no idea who is on any of our notes, except for one side of the $5 note is the Queen, and that's just because I don't want her on there. I, I'd imagine if you asked any Australian if they know who is on their notes there would be less than 1% of people who could name anybody other than the Queen.
0: The symbolism in Australian cash seems to be tied more to the innovation of the bills themselves. There's a certain pride that polymer bills were developed in Australia and have been exported to the rest of the world. Australia now manufactures the polymer notes of nearly 20 other countries.
1: It's a
2: good business for them.
0: The good design of the currency itself is the overriding brand.
2: It's no ordinary note, however. It's Australia's new polymer $10 note. And it was developed and printed right here. I would like to see American currency redesigned and treated more like a living piece of technology rather than an artifact.
0: I think even the most jingoistic among us could concede that there are design innovations that could be incorporated into U.S. currency to make it better, but there are some interesting reasons why we probably won't.
4: You know, someone once told me that getting rid of the greenback would be like burning the flag on the steps of the Capitol.
0: That's David Woolman. My
4: name is David Woolman. My book is The End of Money.
0: For a lot of people, our currency is a physical touchstone of our national identity.
4: Some of this is emotional, but there is this other concern that is simultaneously tantalizing and scary, (laughs) I think.
0: And that other concern is that when you redesign the money, you remind people what currency is and what gives the currency value.
4: And of course, what gives the currency value is our belief that it's valuable. And in in the religious sense of it, nothing more than faith or trust or worship, whatever you want to call it, makes a dollar worth a dollar or worth whatever you're going to buy with it. So that is upsetting to a lot of people. And to maintain the aura of strength and stability of the United States economy,
0: it probably helps to maintain these legacy features in the design of our money
4: through what is now three or four generations. We've had the same color, I think, since like the Civil War. The portraits,
0: the engraved styling, the filigree, the legacy features convey stability. And our currency, the currency on which all other currencies are hitched, has to be stable.
4: So not only do we not redesign the stuff, but we don't pull older notes from circulation either. So we'll have reissues and redesigns of our cash, but you can still use the last generation design as legal tender.
0: In other countries, a complete redesign deprecates the old design. You're given a grace period to use or exchange it, but after a certain date, the old currency is shredded by the central bank and you can no longer spend any that you have left. This has never been the case in the U.S. You could
4: even use an 18th century coin stamped with just the value of two cents to go buy something. You might want to be careful because that could be so stupid. It could be worth... Uh, you know, $3,000 to a collector out there. But if you want to go spend it as two cents, you can. And again, this is part of creating this aura of super stability and inherent value of Federal Reserve notes.
0: David Woolman is quick to point out that even though these concerns of instability have been cited when people bring up redesigning the money or eliminating the penny, He thinks it's pretty irrational and an overly cautious stance.
4: It seems to me a little bit patronizing to think that Americans couldn't handle a dollar redesign. But
0: really, who is going to push it forward?
4: You know, if you're going to go to work in government, don't you almost by definition have some of that sense of patriotism and nationalism that would make you a little bit more inclined to like the greenback as is and a little less inclined to uh you know, let some RISD hotshots get after it. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: But still, primarily driven by anti-counterfeiting measures, U.S. currency has been pushed to change in recent years. And most of these new designs are why it looks worse than ever. The legacy features remain largely intact, but a layer of modern fonts and swirls makes the bills look like they're busting at the seams. It's the worst of both worlds.
4: You know, it's absolute chaos. There's there's very little that's elegant about our money from a design standpoint, as far as I understand
0: it. When I told David Woolman about my newfound discovery and appreciation of the Australian dollar as evangelized by Tristan and Tom, he was less than impressed.
4: I don't, I don't think it's that remarkable. Congratulations to the Aussies and the scientists who came up with polymer banknotes, uh, and I think they profited well because of that <laughs> innovation, but I'm just not convinced it's a very world-changing kind of thing. It's it's pretty.
0: Hey, I personally think pretty counts, but from his point of view, a better-designed banknote, even a plastic one, is still just a piece of paper. I mean, his book is called The End of Money, after all.
4: The design efforts out there related to money that excite me more are the design for the user interface of apps for mobile money, right? How are we going to be transacting with money in PayPal, mobile, and Google wallet? And what are designers bringing to bear on those interfaces? Because the interface with paper or polymer money, I get it already. And the truly interesting frontier of design is not going to be the banknote art that the Swiss come up with in 2016, right? It's going to be, the interface with mobile apps and what designers are doing to make our interactions with money more fluid, more sophisticated, uh, and possibly, God forbid, even like wiser. You know, who's, who's designing the apps to make us a little more careful with our money? And how are they bringing to bear sort of the principles of design to make that happen?
0: And this is something that Tristan and Tom are totally on board with physical money is probably on its way out, and polymer money, as cool as it is, is a technology of its time. They themselves have actually designed clever user interfaces so that the good aspects of physical money are retained, and transactions feel more tangible and more real, even when it's just bits flying through the air. So the physical US $20 bill will probably be gone from widespread use before it's a lovely shade of orangey red. I'm okay with that. Just as long as I don't have to see that wavy six-flag amusement park font that says 20 USA in the background. I mean, seriously, what the hell were they thinking? That font is even cruel to Andrew Jackson. And that guy was a jerk. 99% Invisible was produced this week by me, Roman Mars, with special thanks to Tristan Cook and Tom Nelson of the blog Humans in Design. We'll have a link on the website. We are a project of KALW 91.7 Local Public Radio in San Francisco and the American Institute of Architects in San Francisco. Support for 99% Invisible is provided in part by tiny letter, email for people with something to say. My boy Maslow always has something to say. What do you have to say, Maslow?
4: My favorite thing to talk about is robots and Iron Man suits
0: and stuff. Robots and Iron Man suits. I would subscribe to that newsletter. It's free, easy, minimal, powerful, the simplest way to write an email newsletter. Online at tinyletter.com. We are distributed by PRX, the public radio exchange making public radio more public. More at prx.org. This is just a reminder that every episode of 99% Invisible is available to be downloaded for your listening pleasure. And each one is better than the last, whether you're going backwards or forwards. It is amazing and impossible, but yet, it is still true. You can find the show and like the show and interact with me on Facebook. I tweet and often tweet back to people at Roman Mars. But this week, you will find pretty pictures of plastic bills at 99percentinvisible.org.